You're listening to the Board Men Podcast. I am your host, Dryden Robinson. Each week, I will be joined by a rotating panel of basketball superfans and friends just like you. Listen along as we dive into the world of hoops, analyze the latest NBA action, discuss player performances, and explore the storylines that make the game so captivating. If you're new to the show, please consider liking our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you will find access to exclusive video content by yours truly. Whether you're a diehard fan or just starting your basketball journey, get ready to elevate your knowledge and appreciation for the game. I hope you enjoy the Boardman Podcast. It's another episode of the Boardman Podcast. Coming up next, me, Chris, Sethy B. We got together for some finals reactions and our favorite landing spots for some of 2023's biggest free agents. You're almost there, but first, we're going to make you listen to this thing again. Quite a few plays per episode. Another episode of the Boardman Podcast, and I'm joined once again by my homies Seth and Chris. How are we doing tonight? So good, good, bro. Yeah. It's a party every day. Heck yeah. yeah. Right, talk good. about these finals. <laughs> Let's talk about these finals, man. Look, all I'm saying is that Chris and I called Nuggets and Six. Heat are currently up on the Nuggets by seven at halftime right now. And uh they're down three one. So I think I think it's gonna go six games. Who knows? By the end of this pod, by the time people listen to this, they'll know the outcome of tonight's game. But right now, right now he got the lead and uh I don't know. I'm feeling like they can steal one more in Denver. What do you guys think? Uh the Nuggets could be champions right now. <laughs> listening. It's true. It could uh, be. Which I think uh is gonna be the case. You know. Uh, <laughs> I mean the nuggets are nuggets are home right now and all got all they have to do is just seal the deal. So we'll see what Well happens. here's the thing, the only win that the Heat have right now is on the Nuggets court. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm gonna stick to my nuggets in six, man. This is he he gonna take this. You don't want yeah. heat in seven? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think uh, it's been kind of wild. They've been the Nuggets have been playing really well, and and we'll touch on them in a second. But uh, this Miami team has not been very good at defending their home court in the playoffs. Feels like they've always been able to like go in and steal a couple, like they did with Milwaukee. They did with. Uh, New York and then Boston was kind of back and forth but they didn't play well at home in Boston either and so I think it's just kind of interesting that they've they've been kind of like 50-50 on their home court but playing like other teams they they really haven't had a problem going in and just trying to make a name for themselves but what do you guys think that that says about this Miami team I, I think we've talked about this whole time how they're they're dogs they're fighters and here they are up at halftime and on the Nuggets' home floor, that hopefully you know it's looking like they don't want to go home anytime soon. But what do you guys think this says about about this Miami team and what they've been able to accomplish? 
Well, they've put up a fight, that's for sure. I feel like every game, like, I see and, like, seeing the Heat play, it's like they're always battling for something. It's never easy for these guys. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of respect for that. You know, they never give up and they're always pushing uh, to really win these games. But but still, I mean, they've only won one so far, so. <laughs> well, I, I mean, if they lose this game, then they haven't really accomplished much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, except for the playoff run, but I think it kind of proves Seth's point from the last podcast saying that the East was easy and the West was hard. So, yeah. Uh, or the Nuggets are hard. Yeah. Nuggets are tough. I, I mean, I don't know, especially after that Sun series. I was like, man, I don't, I would have liked to have seen LA win a couple of games, but I just didn't see anybody stopping them after the Suns. The, they've just been on fire. Like, and they played that way throughout most of the season, too. Before the end of the season, they dropped off a little bit. I just don't think they didn't care very much. They wanted to rest their stars and make sure nobody got hurt. But I just didn't see anybody stopping these guys. And Miami, it's been a cool Cinderella story, you know, kind of a March Madness type deal. We we really don't ever see this in the NBA where uh, a lower-seeded team makes it uh, to the finals, let alone the conference finals or anything like that. If anything, I feel like this is making Miami a, a desirable like destination for um, free agents. And I think that people will see how well Jimmy's playing, the kind of guy he is in the locker room. I I just don't agree that like Jimmy can be the reason that you win a championship. I think he's one of the best players in the league. I think he's one of the best just, you know, just one of the most competitive people we've ever seen on the basketball court. But I don't think that means that he can be your number one guy all the time on a on a championship team. No, I definitely need some help. Yeah. Because his team hasn't really been showing up in the finals. But, yeah, I think if they got another superstar over there, that would definitely change how the how they Heat are. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy's caring, but there's no support, so... <laughs> Yeah, it, that's not gonna work. That's I mean, his team supported like in the playoffs going up. His team was supporting a lot, but it's kind of like unexpected. And yeah. so, like in these all stars, it is expected, and then you can have that more regularly. Bam has been playing really well. I think he's had a couple like 25, 26 point games in both the playoffs and the finals. But I just it just isn't enough. Like we've talked about how great Jokic is. We've talked about how they need to stop Murray and they just don't have an answer for him. I think it just goes to show what we were talking about a couple pods ago that this Miami team, it's special. The run is really special. We got to put some respect on that, but there's no way that this is a way to win in the NBA consistently that you can't win championships with one dog. That's just surrounded by a bunch of guys who want to play hard. You know, you unfortunately you just have to have star power in the NBA finals. I, I honestly think if Milwaukee would have had a healthy Giannis that they'd be in the finals. And I think that would make it a more intense finals. Because you would actually <laughs> have you would actually have someone that could have an answer for Jokic in Giannis. And then I think it'd be a lot closer. But that's not the case. The heat are there. And <laughs> it's just, it's gonna be over soon. <laughs> yeah. I I actually texted about that with a friend of mine today. He asked me if anybody from the East could have actually like given the Nuggets any problems, and that was my first thought was Milwaukee, simply because of Giannis. Like they're, I think he's him and Jokic are easily you can debate whoever you want. The definitely the two best players in the league right now. 
if you had Jokic and Giannis squaring up, I think that that would have posed a lot of problems for Jokic. Milwaukee is big. They got a lot of size that they can throw down low, a lot of size to defend the perimeter. Uh, same with Boston, honestly. Like, Boston's tall. They got shooters. They could have – even they, I think, could have given given Denver problems more than the Heat have. Even though the Heat beat them, I just think that they would they would have been a harder matchup for the Nuggets for that reason. But, again, I just – I don't even know if it would have mattered the way that Denver's playing right now. I mean, Seth, like, you've talked about it a million times. You've made your claims – staked your your ground like how have you felt watching this nuggets team almost watching your uh your prophecy come true <laughs> yeah the five games uh well you know literally what we're looking at is big versus small you know the heat don't have a lot of big guys really and uh the nuggets are a bunch of big guys so there's like it's just it really is inevitable you know like it's just it happens and that's what we're seeing is this happening so you know, there, there really isn't uh, a lot that the Heat can do against these big guys. Uh, they need big guys. And I think the only way to stop the best big guy in the game is to have a really good big guy, you know? I mean, Jimmy yeah. Butler is a great player, but he's not going to be able to stop uh, Jokic. So, I mean. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think that was kind of where I wanted to take the conversation next is you look at this Denver team – they can bring back a lot of the same guys. A lot of their guys are under contract. What do you guys think about how the league is going to shape up next season? Because I personally think that these teams are going to be looking at how to stop Denver. Like out of any, any team, they're going to be looking at, okay, how do we build to stop Denver? You know, a lot of times in recent years, it was how do we stop LeBron? How do we stop the Warriors? How do we build to stop some of these super teams? And I think that now teams around the league are looking at, okay, what what can we do to shut down Jokic and Murray? How do we build our team so that we can attack these guys? And, you know, we, we talked about it a little last pod, but we obviously you guys are sons, warriors. What do you think some of these top teams need to do in order to compete for a championship next season? I mean, really, I, I think that's the answer no matter what – side of the whether you're east or west how do you beat denver you know chris as a suns fan you look at your team you look at uh you know you guys played the clippers you played denver you look at the suns what do you guys think you know is the next step for answering these guys well let me talk about in general first i think the league in general has become a very offensive game not a really defensive game i think a lot of teams are now looking back and saying, okay, we need to step up the defense and, and try to make it not as high scoring as possible. So I think that's going to change. They're going to be more defensive. And specifically in the Suns case, I think the new hire of the new head coach uh, with Frank will make it so it's more defensive. They're going to build that defense, especially with DeAndre Ayton. His defense has just not been good at all this last season. Um, <laughs> uh, they're going <laughs> to, yeah, I think he's going to really work with them. It's kind of embarrassing. He's not the only one. And, and it kind of makes sense uh, that the defense went down for the Suns because they got rid of Mikel Bridges, who was a great defensive player, and a bunch of other wing guys that were good. So uh, I think they're going to build on their defense. And then also in the league, building like a super team has become kind of the, the narrative for some of these teams. Like they want to recruit these guys like Kyrie is trying to recruit LeBron, but it's just like a recruiting thing now. It's just like 
let's get our buddies to go play over here. So I think I think for the Suns, now that Chris Paul has waived, they might sign him back on a cheaper deal, but I think they'll get rid of him. And I think they have opportunities to find different all-star players with Chris Paul and with DeAndre Ayton as options to trade. And so I'm I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen. I saw something where I think James Harden is one of the biggest prospects. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> that would be interesting. Because, well, I mean, James Harden was on the Nets with uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, so they played with each other before. Not much, but they have been with each other. And so that would be kind of cool to see them back together. Um, another option would be Kyrie, but I think he wants <laughs> Mavericks. Who also play with Durant. Uh, and then they wanted. I think they were talking about Damian Lillard, but I'm pretty sure the Trailblazers just shut that down. They don't. They're not going to trade Lillard for, for anything. Um, yeah. So I think I think Paul will eventually get traded or something. But yeah, I think they really need to focus on their defense, and then you need all stars. You just need all stars that can put the ball in the hoop. I lo- I loved what you said about how the league needs to kind of shift back towards defense because it's all offensive minded, right? Like they revolutionized the three with Steph and the Warriors and the way that they played basketball. But now you just need to be able to get stops, right? Like that's why the Lakers were so successful this play- this playoff run because they put guys around LeBron and Anthony Davis that could play defense and that could stick with their man and get blocks, get rebounds. Like, that's what you need to do. Play defense. Defense wins championships, in my opinion. Denver had a great defense. They got tall guys that can spread the floor. They can guard every position. You know, you look at Michael Porter Jr., he's like seven feet tall. Look at how how big Jokic is. You look at how big Aaron Gordon is. They have guys that, no matter who you switch onto them, they're going to be able to stick with them. They're going to be able to, to battle down low. And so I think that a lot of teams, especially teams like the Warriors, the Suns, the Lakers, they need to look at, okay, we've got Kevin Durant, we've got Devin Booker, we've got Steph Curry, we've got Clay, we've got LeBron. How can we build around these guys, not just to knock down a million threes, but to get stops on the other end as well? Because as great as he is, Steph's going to have nights where he's cold, you know, and he's not going to score. So what do you do when Steph isn't hitting? Well, you got to make sure that you can stop what's happening on the other end because maybe Clay will get hot. Maybe, you know, Jordan Poole, maybe Draymond will have a great game. But it doesn't matter if they're not getting stops on the other end. What do you think, Steph? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, we even saw that with the Warriors in the playoffs. You know, like, well, even with Steph shooting fantastic, you know, they still couldn't stop on the other end, so... Uh, I think Chris is absolutely right. Like the defense in the league is just, it's just not there. And so if, if people aren't scoring like stuff uh, in that last game that he played, like, like he scored great, but the rest of the team did not. So, you know, if, if the team's not scoring and there's also no defense on the other end, then you're just bound to lose the game, you know? So uh, yeah, even if you have one player or you have the whole team scoring, or not scoring, you need defense. I think that's what we're seeing with all these teams. Like, you have a guy scoring, still you need defense. Nobody scoring, still you need defense. Like, yeah, defense is is going to be huge for this. And I think uh, I think we're going to have to find players for these teams that can really lock down, uh, especially on guys like the Nuggets, these big guys 
who are also scorers. I mean, Jokic is great down low, but the guy can shoot threes like it's nothing. And so, yeah. you know, these big guys are learning to shoot too. And so you got to be able to stop all of that. It's kind of a make or miss league. And if you miss, what are you going to do? Right. You got to be able to get back, hustle back and play the other end. And it's just something that we're not seeing a lot in the league anymore. And I, I do think it's a reason why this Miami team was so successful, how they played defense, how they fought every single game. It, it was really important to them getting past teams like Boston, teams like Milwaukee that could get hot or have superstars that can get hot, right? Uh, there's not many people in the league that can stop Giannis when he's, you know, coming down full steam. There's not many teams in the league that can stop Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown when they're hitting their shots. And so I just think that, that that's going to be pivotal to a lot of these teams that want to stick with Denver that want to match up with Denver. You got to have size, you got to be able to shoot and you got to be able to play defense, which is a combo that <laughs> is very, very rare in the NBA. I think at this point, I want to talk about a couple of names. We Chris mentioned it earlier. We got the bombshell news that the Suns had waived Chris Paul and I can't blame him. Like, the guy's getting old. I love his game. He's called the point God for a reason. I've never loved Chris Paul, but like I always respected his game. I think he is one of the elite point guards that the league has ever seen. Definitely top 10, at least in my opinion. I don't know if some people would put him higher, maybe top five. Um, but just one of the best playmakers the league has ever seen. And um, uh, just amazing. And so the Suns wave him. And now there's all this talk about where he's going to go, what he's going to do. Chris mentioned he might go back to Phoenix. If you guys had to put money on it right now, where is Chris Paul going? What does he do with the rest of his career? Because I have a feeling this could be his next stop wherever he goes. It could be the last part of his journey. It could be his last stop. Well, it really depends what he wants. I mean, if he wants to – if he wants a ring, he's, he needs to go somewhere good, you know. Uh, if he just, well, I don't know, I, I'm assuming that's what he wants. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's, he's just done. But uh, where is he going to go specifically? That's a hard decision. I saw a, a three-way trade, uh, like an idea of a three-way trade between the Mavericks, the Suns, and the Clippers. But, yeah, it, it basically ended up uh, Chris Paul being in, on the Clippers again. I thought that was interesting because uh, – he, I think he would enjoy it there. I mean, he's he knows it really well. Obviously, he's played there, and um, they got some great players already there. And so he could probably build something there. But at the same time, he's kind of washed out. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> he's he's only kind of washed up because he's old. But I don't – I mean, he's played really well. It's just he gets injured all the time. But he's a really yeah. good, like, mid-range shooter. He's really good at playmaking. Um, he he slows the the play or like the the game a little bit. He slows it down a little bit, but but he's pretty good overall. He just gets injured when you need him the most. <laughs> so sounds like uh, Derrick Rose, and he didn't win a championship either. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, yeah, but Chris Paul lasted a lot longer. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, but anyway, I I don't think he's going to the Clippers or the Lakers. I think that's all smoke. That everybody like on everyone's on that bandwagon. They they think the Lakers. Are <laughs> <gonna play. laughs> the Lakers that would be interesting. Most people think the Lakers, 
Uh, but I don't think so. I saw something. Um, someone was saying that uh, a good trade would be Chris Paul for Marcus Smart on the Celtics. And they're saying that's a really good win-win for both teams because the Suns will get a good, you know, wing guy, somebody that's healthy that can play 70 games and, like, help really help Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker. And then you got the Celtics. They have too many guys on too many big contracts. And then you have a new point guard that can run the floor. And he doesn't have to play 70 games. He can play the 40, 50 games. And then you still have Jason Tatum and all those other guys those young guys that can keep playing. So they're saying that's a pretty even trade and I, I'll be okay with that trade. I think that's a good trade. Um, I I think the most likely outcome if I had to put money on it would be the James Harden trade. And I don't know why. I just, I just think that's, that they've been talking about it a lot, I guess. So. That's Philadelphia, right? Yeah, to the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's probably the most likely outcome, um, but I would probably want the Celtics trade the most. I, I definitely think that that Celtics trade makes sense, especially I'm I'm also, you know, you guys know that I'm in the trade Jalen Brown camp. I'm also in the get rid of Marcus Smart camp. Um, he's been great for them over the years and definitely he will always be a Celtic in many people's minds and rightfully so. He's a great player and he's kind of given his blood, sweat and tears to that organization, but I just don't think he fits with their play style anymore. You know, he won defensive player of the year last year. And then this season, he just like didn't do any of the stuff that made him so great on defense, but he can shoot. He can play defense when he wants to. I think a guy like that makes sense for Phoenix because he doesn't need the ball in his hands, even though he's listed as a point guard, he can play off the ball. He can shoot off the dribble or off the catch. And so I think that having Devin Booker run the point and playing off of a guy like Marcus Smart or vice versa would be really beneficial for them. And that having a point guard like Chris Paul could really help um, Jason Tatum and, you know, find some looks and play pick and roll with their big men. I will say, though, if we're thinking about like Chris Paul's best chance to win a championship, the Celtics might be it, but also you know, as much as people joke about it or think it's going to happen, think it's not going to happen, the the Lakers and the Clippers both make sense <laughs> in terms of how he slows the game down. You guys talked about it a little earlier. Chris Paul just doesn't run like he used to, but neither does, you know, LeBron, neither does Kawhi. Those are both teams that love to play in the half court that aren't going to get a ton of transition buckets. They might, they should get more if they want to win games, but they're just not going to all, all of the time. And so I think if you're looking for a guy that can run your offense in the half court, that can find guys like Anthony Davis or LeBron or, you know, can find shooters. Um, or even on, on the Clippers, if you want somebody that can play off of Kawhi, you know, play pick and roll with Kawhi, that can find Paul George in the corner, that can, you know, whatever you want to do. I think uh, Chris Paul would love to be back in L.A. You know, he always wanted to play for the Lakers when Kobe was there. He loves LeBron, their best friends, and he, obviously he's already played for the Clippers before. So I don't think either team would have a problem bringing it in, bringing him in. It's just like you guys said. If the Lakers do it, they're bringing in a guy that has an injury history that is going to be, you know, he's older. You're basically getting LeBron 2.0. Just who would they trade though? 
That's a good question. But, who who would the Suns get? Well, the, the problem is they waived him, so he's a free agent. So unless they do a sign and trade with somebody, he doesn't need to be traded for anyone. But they waived him because his money, they thought it was too much. Yeah. So if they re-signed him, it would be like a cheaper deal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But they do save some money, and then they can basically get a free agent. But they can't yeah. trade. Yeah, unless they signed him again, they wouldn't be able to trade him for anybody. They do save money. They save cap space. So they've got opportunities to bring people in. Uh, Like you guys were saying earlier, I think that that Frank Vogel hire was specifically for DeAndre Ayton. I think that the Suns made a choice that I would not have made. (laughs) I would have gotten rid of DeAndre Ayton years before I got rid of Chris (laughs) Paul, even when he's old. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. That, that's my hot take. I just don't think DeAndre Ayton was the number one pick. Like, and he's, he's choking. He's done nothing, and so I think he can be great. But maybe the Suns decided to hire Frank Vogel, decided to choose Ayton over Chris Paul, and take a chance on him, and see if Vogel can improve his defense and utilize him a lot more than Monty Williams did. And so... Well, I can see that, like, Aiden and Monty Williams obviously seem to fight a lot. And I think yeah. Monty Williams kind of helps with that. Um, but Aiden, he hasn't really showed up too much, especially in the playoffs. But I do see the potential. Like, he's a really yeah. tall guy. Um, he's not, like, super skinny. Um, and so the potential's there, but he's just... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see what Frank does with them, and then uh, if Chris Paul's gone too. I think that might let Aiton relax a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, but I saw another thing too with Chris Paul where they're thinking about sending him to the Spurs because the Spurs have the number one pick in the draft, and if they get Wemby, and you have that that guy with Chris Paul, that that could be pretty pretty cool dynamic duo right there. So that that's an option too. Yeah, absolutely. They could the Spurs could use a good point guard. They've got nobody. Their their team yeah. is so bad right now, which is the reason they got the number one pick. But oh. I think they have tons of cap space. They're gonna have a lot of guys that aren't gonna be on the team next year. So I think that they're, they're gonna look to spend some serious money. If I was the Spurs, I would be looking to spend a ton of money around Wemby. I would put uh, you know, a point guard, maybe somebody like Chris Paul that can run the floor that can find him in pick and rolls or, you know, things like that. I would pay for shooters. You know, people talked about maybe signing Austin Reeves, signing James Harden. Like Mm -hmm. there's guys that are going to be free agents this year that they can offer a lot of money to. And so the problem is just finding the right fit around a guy that big that kind of needs the ball in his hands to be successful. So um, I think finding a decent point guard has got to be, Top of a lot of teams' list this year, the Spurs, um, maybe not Phoenix, because I think that they can run it through um, Devin Booker, but they'll still need another guard that could handle the ball if need be. Um, so, yeah, the Lakers, Phoenix, the Spurs, all of those teams are going to need people that can run the point, the Celtics. So uh, he's not a bad option for a lot of teams. If I were – if I were any of those teams, I'd be making some serious inquiries right now as to his availability, how much money he wants, what he wants his future to be. Um, if I were Chris Paul, I wouldn't want to wait 
a couple of years to see if I can maybe win a championship in San Antonio. I would want to join LA. I'd want to join Boston. Um, I'd want to get on one of those trains where I can have an immediate impact, be a large part of their success, and then really have a shot at winning a title. All right. So we talked about Chris Paul. I want to talk about somebody that we mentioned a little bit earlier. We talked a lot about him on the last episode of the Boardman, but Damian Lillard, the Portland Trailblazers have made it very clear that they are willing to give away the third pick in the draft for assets that will help them win a championship. I am of the opinion though, that there's no way that even a pick that high in the league, like, gets you anything close to enough to compete for a championship. I just don't think as valuable as a top three, top five pick in the draft is, um, especially this draft where you could get Scoot, you could Scoot Henderson, you could get um, Brandon Miller from Alabama. Like, you know, as valuable as this top three pick is, like, I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think that there's any way that they get enough to build around Dame. And if I'm Dame, I think that I'm looking to go like I I don't think that there's anybody in the entire league that could blame this guy for leaving. He has given his heart and soul to Portland for years now. And I just think that if he wanted to walk uh, or wanted to be traded, like who's going to be mad at him, you know, at this point of his career, I think he's easily one of the top 10, if not top five best shooters ever. And the man wants to win and he's given Portland their chance, multiple chances, and they haven't delivered um, for him. And so what do you guys make of that? The, you know, first of all, do you think Portland can get anything in return for the number three pick that's worth fighting for a championship? Or what do you think about the idea of Dame leaving? Do you think it makes sense? Do you think he's earned it after all these years? What do you think? I don't think he's leaving. <laughs> well, I mean, I think if he wants to win a championship, he should leave. But Portland's been his home his entire career. And I don't think he necessarily cares too much about winning a championship. I think he just likes making lots of money and playing basketball. I don't think he really <laughs> he doesn't seem to I've never really seen him want that desire really. I mean he definitely when he makes it to the playoffs or or has a chance to get the playoffs, he'll, I mean, he's a baller, he'll grind and he'll, he'll fight for it. But, but I don't see him leaving. Um, I saw it'd be kind of cool to see him go to the heat, um, which would be fun, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. It could happen. Uh, and then with the, with the trade pick, I think, I don't know. I agree. It's not really a big valuable thing that you can trade for another all-star um so i think damien if he stays in portland he's not going to win a championship um but i don't know if he necessarily cares to win one or not i feel like i feel like damien is just kind of stuck in portland and uh <laughs> he's just not going anywhere and it's kind of sad i mean if damien does want to win a championship he does have to leave he can't stay in portland for a championship because they are not delivering they're not getting any good players around him and, uh, yeah, the pick isn't going to do enough either. I think Portland should probably just hold on to that pick and get someone good that they can draft. Uh, and definitely don't trade just for, like, mediocre players or anything like that. Uh, find someone in the draft that maybe could learn a lot from Damian Lillard. 
Um, I would personally, I'd like to see Dame uh, traded to a good team uh, and be utilized to win championships. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. He probably is going to stay stuck in Portland, uh, but he won't win a championship with that team. Yeah. I think that's always been his desire, like going back to what Chris said. I think he'd like to win a championship, but I think his goal was always to win a championship with Portland and not anywhere else. But it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like there's there's no way that they can compete in the West with this new Lakers team, with even teams like the Warriors or we'll see how the, you know, how the Suns shape up. But they just don't have enough for any of these guys. And I pitched – in the last pod, uh, Damian Lillard to Boston for Jalen Brown. Um, and I also pitched trading the number three pick and some players to Boston for for Jalen Brown. So either you get somebody like Jalen Brown to play with Damon Portland. He's got a young buck that's willing to run, willing to play hard, going to put up big numbers. Uh, or you trade Dame to a team where he's willing to, you know, where he's willing to play hard and compete for a championship and then uh, we'll see where it goes. I don't think he wants to join Boston though. He's been kind of vocal about like not wanting to go there. The two teams he said he'd love to go play for are the heat and the nets, which I thought was interesting. The nets have a really good team right now, <laughs> but they'd have to give up a lot to get him. And so um, I just don't, like you guys said, I would love to see it happen. If he doesn't win a championship, he definitely goes up on my list, you know, in greatest players to never win a championship. But uh, I think that I don't think it's going to happen. I don't really see him leaving. But if it did, I would love to see him go to a team where he has a real opportunity to contribute because there's just no way that Portland's able to get enough for him to do anything with. Is that that how you guys feel? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's not that like anyone wants to go to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if Portland feels like they like, oh, look at how well we've taken care of Dame. Like, why wouldn't we take great care of our players? And it's like, bro, because your team in your city sucks. Like oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not worried about the money or about like playing for your team we're worried about who we're going to be playing with and living in portland oregon like, <laughs> honestly <laughs> the owner of the team probably just cares about making the money he probably didn't care about yeah the that's right dude i've been the same with the son's owner from like, the, like their old owner the son's yeah. old owner didn't care about championships he just cared about the money but the new one cares and i think that's going to make a difference but anyway in portland yeah I think it's the same thing with that owner. He just doesn't care. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about James Harden. We mentioned him earlier. Maybe some possible trades. He's been linked to going back to Houston. He's been linked to going to Phoenix, which I I don't want to see that happen. Like I I'll be I'll be honest. Like I love Harden. Um, That's a super I've, team. Yeah. I've defended Harden a lot this season because like we talked about a couple pods ago, he's been criticized a lot for not scoring as much as he used to. But when he was scoring as much as he used to, people were criticizing him for it and saying he didn't share the ball. So he's played really well this season and dished out a lot of assists, you know, obviously supported Joel Embiid heavily in becoming the MVP so I, I think people got to pick a lane. Either Harden needs to be Houston Harden and score a million points, or 
you know, you got to accept that he's being humble and willing to sacrifice and play a different role like he is with the Sixers. But I just don't see him fitting like with the, the Suns. They're fast. Um, he doesn't play well off of the ball. Like he's not a he's not a catch and shoot guy. He's definitely a shoot off the dribble. Got to have the ball in his hands when he does score. He can be a great facilitator, but he's got a choice to make. He can opt out of his deal and become a free agent this year, or he can stick around in Philadelphia and see what happens, or ask for a trade if he sticks around. So, if you if it were up to you guys, where do you want to see Harden end up? what do you think would be the best scenario for him? Um, or what does he need around him, you know, if he stays to win a championship? I think he's either going to be in Phoenix or on the Sixers by the end of the, the trades and all, everything. At the end of the summer, <laughs> he's going to be on one really? of those teams. I don't Dang. see him going to That's all. That's kind of the same thing. I think it's I the think same you're thing. biased. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, well, he's not going to Houston. I mean, I think that's just all talk. You no, know? It's just he's to get, not going to Houston. I mean, that's the media, bro. And I feel the same way with the Chris Paul of the Lakers. I think that's all talk, too. But but James Harden, I could see him staying on the Sixers because I think he would like to play with and beat again. And they're a championship team. Like, they can go to the championship. So, I think, like, he has a good chance there if he stays. And then, obviously, yeah. if he went to Phoenix, then he'd be with Kevin Durant again. And I think they're also a championship team as well. So, Especially with with him and Durant and Booker, I think they have a really good chance. So I, those are the only two places. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere else. So I, I you probably don't agree with that, but that's. I just <laughs> I can't see him. I can't see him on that Phoenix team. Like he, he played with Kevin Durant before, and then he was the one that asked out. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's I, true. I, I just don't know if like he cares. Like you know he's if he joins another team again like well, he I think went from Houston to the Nets and from the Nets to the Sixers and then from Sixers to Phoenix like if he's just going to bounce around like that i don't know <laughs> if he's going to do anything i think the the deal with Brooklyn though wasn't necessarily like Kevin Durant i think that was mostly the organization and Steve yeah. Nash the head coach was kind of bad and but if not Phoenix he'll be on the Sixers man uh he's not going to go anywhere else yeah i think most likely most likely what will happen is Harden will stay with the Sixers. And it's the most likely thing that's going to happen. But, you know, Harden should just pick up just like a young team and just go back to old Houston Harden, dude. Just start dropping yeah. every <laughs> shot he takes. <laughs> I'd like to see that again. Uh, yeah. Although, if I was in his shoes, though, it would be very appealing to have someone like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant next to me. Uh, because the thought of that is like, dang, that would be – a championship team you know if, if he wants a ring that's a really good option i think staying on the sixers i don't think he'd win a championship with the sixers and so maybe he's thinking that and maybe he would go to, to phoenix because of that but or maybe he's thinking he could with the sixers but i don't think the sixers could even if he stayed i don't, I don't think the sixers could contend with the heat or the celtics or you know things like that um, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. I think the Sixers can keep up with the Heat and the Celtics. The only team the Sixers would have trouble with would be Milwaukee. That's it. There's no other team that can. I guess Celtics would because Celtics have done pretty well in the playoffs against them. But the Heat, come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Heat, come on. 
the, the Heat are in the finals right now. But he's... yeah, but that's a that's a Cinderella story, man. That's Cinderella. You're not going to see that again, you know. That's Jimmy Butler, dog. Unless Damian Lillard goes to the Heat, they're not going to they're not going to be back in the finals next year. I'll tell you right now, if Harden stays at the Sixers, he's never going to win a championship. Dang. I will stand by that. I don't think so. He's he got was... Embiid, and I think the Sixers had a really good chance this year, and they'll have another good chance next year to get in the finals. Uh, if, if he might be thinking that, and he'll probably stay with the Sixers. Uh, but if he really wants to win a championship, then he should pack up and move to Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in my biased opinion, he would have a better chance in Phoenix. I don't think that's a bias. That's facts. <laughs> Especially, well, the thing about with Phoenix, too, you got a new owner, you got a new coach, you got, you know, if you trade Chris Paul, you got Harden back in there, and you got Kevin Durant. And then if the coach can get eight in the play defense, then there you go, you know? Like, that's. That's all. Mm-hmm. So there's opportunity, but and then and then maybe they wouldn't choke against Milwaukee. I want to. <laughs> I just here's my hot take. I think he's got just as good of a chance in Philadelphia as he does in Phoenix, purely because of his style of play. Like Embiid is ten times as good as Aiton, and I think if they get actually, they need a point guard. Like Philadelphia desperately needs a point guard. Somebody like Chris Paul. Somebody like Marcus Smart, somebody that can run the ball, that can shoot. If they get that, then they've got plenty of pieces around to, I think, compete for a championship. But I think Harden needs to take a good long look at Embiid and say, are you willing to work your tail off? I know you just won MVP, but can you get out of the second round? Like, can you show up in the playoffs? And so I think he's got just as good of a chance if he decides to stay um, as he would in Phoenix because he would get a lot of money. It, he would want a lot of money if he went to Phoenix, and then that would really restrict who Phoenix could bring in um, around them. And so I think that all of these teams got to consider how much they're paying everybody, how much they're going to be able to fit around their superstars. If you bring in James Harden and make another big three, I just don't know if I see – than being able to fit anybody else around those guys, which would be my only critique. But I also think it's just as big of a criticism to look at Embiid and think, okay, is this guy able to compete for a championship? So I would agree that uh, if Philadelphia picked up a really good point guard or something like that, then they would be very good in the East and they'd probably yeah. be the best in the East. But James Harden just needs more help over there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Harden, he's good. Uh, I didn't love, like, his style of play in Houston, but obviously it got him buckets. It got them to the Western Conference Finals. Um, And then he goes to Philadelphia, decides to play a different way, decides to be more of a facilitator, get his assists up, and that worked too. Um, But I just think that they they need one more piece. They had good pieces around them, guys that wanted to play defense, guys that could shoot the ball um, occasionally, you know, not consistently, but they could get hot. Um, But they need somebody that can run the entire court, that can run their team, that can um, handle the ball. And that, that would be my only criticism is if they could get that, then I think Philadelphia is ready to, compete for a championship and take it far but if they can't if i was harden 
and I wanted to compete for a championship, I'd look at going to the Suns. And if I didn't care about competing for a championship and I wanted boatloads of money and to show off again, I would go to Houston. Obviously, he loves Houston and the people there love him. I don't see him playing with those young guys at all. <laughs> I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. Yeah. That is all the, the topics that we have for our pod today. Currently... The Nuggets are up by three on the Heat. There is eight minutes left to play in the fourth quarter of game five. Denver leading 3-1 in the series. The Nuggets just just walked to the title, bro. (laughs) Straight up. Actually, let's talk about that for a sec. They they played a uh, like an eight seed, right, and then a four seed, and then a seven seed. Let's not talk about seeds, bro. There's an eight seed in the finals right now. Come on, dude. The Suns did not put up a fight. The Lakers did not put up a fight. Well, no, they kind of when they were tied two two. That was that was close, man. Yeah, and then everything after that was disastrous for them. That I think that's a good question to ask. Does this say more about how good the Nuggets were, or about, or, or does it just say how bad every other team was? Um, <laughs> you know, that's like, like, both. That just makes sense. Like, yeah, the the two three seeds all go out. Yeah, Milwaukee go out. Like that just means they're trash too. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, son. How, how are these now one and two seeds beating these other uh, teams? Well, this this I will say this is the one like playoff series that it was like almost anyone could take it. You know, it wasn't some specific super team. So I can yeah, I can agree with that. I think that before the season, a lot of people picked Milwaukee, a lot of people picked Boston, like halfway through the season, and then it got to the end of the season and the playoffs started, and it was like, dude, any one of these, like I could have <laughs> easily seen the Kings beating the Warriors. I could have seen. You know, the Lakers going to the title game. I could have seen Boston going. I could have seen Philadelphia going if they had beat Boston. Um, So I think it was anyone. Yeah, even the Suns. If the Suns had beat Denver, they were tied 2-2 and then, you know, crap hit the fan. But, you know, even those guys, if they had gone on, um, if they had beaten them and played the Lakers, who knows what would have happened. But this was definitely the year anybody could take it and – I think Denver answered the call. The Heat took advantage of, of Giannis's injury, and then they just never looked back. So I, I think it's a combination of this Heat team is special. This Nuggets team is just – was unstoppable this postseason. But also, um, you know, they – both teams uh, had a lot of advantages. They didn't play phenomenal teams. And so I think an argument could be made for both, but I think there's definitely a mix of both in there. Well, gentlemen, thanks for joining for another episode. Looking forward to this one going up. Uh, You know, as of right now, Nuggets are looking strong, but uh, let's hope the Heat got one more and make this thing interesting. So, but what's a pleasure? Always. All right. Well, I'll let y'all know when this goes up, but... Thanks for joining. Peace out, guys. Peace out.